Hello, I'm Guillermina Gonzalez, Executive Director of the Delaware Arts Alliance, your host for today. And uh, with me, I have the tremendous pleasure to have uh, Peter Harrigan, Board President of Coastal Concerts. Thank you, Peter, for uh, driving all the way and coming here. Thank you, Guillermina. It's a pleasure to be here. And a pleasure to see you. And uh, always good things uh, come from Coastal Concerts. And uh, we thought important to bring people up to speed in the many things that you are doing. Love your business perspective uh, associated to, the, uh, to a not-for-profit. So let's go ahead and, and, and refresh uh, some memories by saying what Coastal Concerts is all about. And maybe next, what you intend to do with the organization. Sure. Uh, we've been a, a, an organization, a nonprofit in Sussex County for 16 years. And our mission, very mm -hmm. simply, is to promote classical music appreciation. We go about making classical music accessible, understandable, and enjoyable to people mm -hmm. in several different ways. First, we uh, present five concerts per season. Our seasons run from August, I'm sorry, from October mm -hmm. uh, through March. Mm -hmm. uh, we also take some of our visiting artists into schools to present educational programs for mm -hmm. uh, school children. We uh, also present some uh, free public concerts and lectures mm -hmm. to enable audience members to uh, better understand and appreciate the mm -hmm. type of music we present. We also award uh, three scholarships annually to mm -hmm. high school students uh, looking to continue their uh, musical studies. We uh, offer free admission to uh, children under 18 years of age mm -hmm. to all of our concerts and a discounted admission for students uh, 19 and older. And we collect used but playable musical instruments and repurpose those, donating them to local schools mm -hmm. in Sussex County. So it's a very, very ambitious uh, program. Uh, which is actually run by a volunteer organization. Mm -hmm. They're all volunteers with the exception of a part-time paid executive director. And she's doing a terrific job. And, and hopefully one of these days we can bring Edna Ella to uh, share what her perspective because uh, that organization is extremely efficient considering what you just said. Yes, Edna is a, a, a terrific resource for Coastal mm -hmm. Concerts. She really uh, brings all of the uh, volunteers together, mm -hmm. uh, keeps us on track, keeps us organized, and frankly, uh, our success in large measure is mm -hmm. due to uh, Edna's, uh, Edna's terrific work. Indeed, but also a very cohesive board of directors that you are actually leading at this point. And when I began saying that it's refreshing to see a business perspective, it is true because uh, you were working for Corporate America. You want to share a uh, part of your story, maybe just the highlights and how you brought and how life brought you to Coastal Concerts, maybe. Sure. Uh, actually, our board is uh, very diverse. We're uh, mm -hmm. currently all retirees uh, from a variety of different professions. We mm -hmm. have uh, uh, people who were uh, lawyers who worked for government, who worked mm -hmm. in finance, uh, I personally worked uh, for a, a large corporation doing communications mm -hmm. uh, or public relations, if you will. Mm -hmm. So we've really got a, a diverse uh, board mm -hmm. um, that applies our individual expertise to help Coastal Concerts be successful. Uh, my wife and I relocated here a few years ago after I retired. We mm -hmm. came from Central Maryland. Um, we attended one concert and I said, wow. Uh, I find it hard to believe that this quality of music mm -hmm. is available in southern Delaware. Mm -hmm. uh, when we moved, we thought we'd have to go back to uh, Washington or 
Baltimore. Yeah, maybe weekends going there. And to, uh, to hear quality classical music, but mm-hmm. that's not the case. And that's what Coastal Concerts does. I was also very interested in the outreach programs, mm-hmm. um, specifically directed to young people and uh, adults who might not be familiar mm-hmm. with classical music to help people appreciate uh, mm-hmm. the, the joy and beauty and uh, and messages actually within quality classical music. So I chose to volunteer mm-hmm. and uh, um, I've had a wonderful time. It's extremely rewarding work and we're always looking for volunteers to join mm-hmm. us. You don't need mm-hmm. to know uh, much, if anything, about classical music. You may mm-hmm. be passionate about education. You may enjoy meeting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may enjoy working with the media, helping with our marketing. Mm-hmm. You might like to research and write grant proposals. All important and we can use all the help we can get. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, talents are a good resource, particularly when it comes to a, a volunteer board of directors. But there's also the need of a vision, uh, and that's something that got my attention when we got together not long ago. And the way you go by things, uh, development efforts, and things of that nature. Do you want to talk about the vision that the board has and you're leading? Sure. Um, my personal belief, and this just comes from the years that I spent in a business environment, mm-hmm. uh, my belief is that an organization that becomes stagnant uh, cannot be successful over time. Mm-hmm. So working with the board, and we do have annual board retreats. We spend a day together mm-hmm. at a hotel. Each mm-hmm. year we tackle a different strategic issue. So um, this past year we spent uh, a day looking at our outreach programs, talking about what we can do to further our mission of mm-hmm. promoting classical music appreciation. So uh, working with the board and some key volunteers, we also mm-hmm. brought in some of our past scholarship recipients who are currently students mm-hmm. uh, to get their perspective. And as a result of that uh, discussion, we decided to pursue an initiative that we call RAVE, which mm-hmm. is an acronym, stands for Rising Artist and Venue Expansion. This mm-hmm. is a brand new outreach program. I'm pleased to uh, announce that we've I just secured a major grant from the Longwood Foundation mm-hmm. to uh, launch the RAVE program there in, you go. Uh, in, the, in the coming year. And essentially what this will be is a, a series of free public performances um, in underserved communities featuring up-and-coming uh, musical talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may be students still in school. They may be um, people studying at institutes such as Curtis or Peabody. Mm-hmm. Um, they may be other you know, local musicians who've come to our attention. Mm-hmm. Well, what we're trying to do are two things, uh, better reach underserved communities and also showcase uh, rising young talent, giving them an opportunity mm-hmm. to actually perform in, in public and be paid for it. There you go. And, and the, the, the concept is lovely. So you saw the need of continuing instilling this kind of loving for uh, classical music to youngsters. Uh, and that sounds like it's one of the majors, major missions of the organization. Is that It, it is, Guillermo. And, and actually, we can't make people love classical music, but we can expose them to classical Good music. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my personal belief mm-hmm. is that if we expose people mm-hmm. to classical music, many of them will choose to love it uh, mm-hmm. because it is, for many people, a different kind of music. One of the most rewarding experiences that I have as a Coastal Concerts volunteer is when mm-hmm. we take professional musicians mm-hmm. into schools to do outreach programs. Mm-hmm. And uh, keep in mind, in Sussex County, uh, the public schools don't have string programs. Mm -hmm. So when we bring in, for example, a string quartet, for many of the young people, this is the first time they've ever heard a violin Mm -hmm. uh, or a viola or a cello. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're fascinated by the instruments. They love the sound. 
Um, the musicians love to talk about mm-hmm. their instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we get fan mail from the students after these programs. And it's just so rewarding to read them. Uh, they say things like, yeah, I've never heard this kind of music before, but if I can, I'll certainly hear it again. Mm-hmm. And that's an encouragement. You're just, just hearing exactly what you're instru- trying to instill, the change you're trying to or looking for. Isn't that like rewarding to you on the board? Well, it is rewarding. And I think it's also important because, uh, and Coastal Concerts is certainly not alone in this, but virtually every organization that presents classical music mm-hmm. uh, faces the challenge of growing a new audience. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the research that's been done by the uh, National Endowment for the Arts, mm-hmm. for example, you know, we find that the audience for classical music nationwide is mm-hmm. aging. Um, so if we don't do something to cultivate a mm-hmm. new audience mm-hmm. for classical music, eventually mm-hmm. it'll be more difficult for presenting organizations mm-hmm. to survive mm-hmm. and for the musicians themselves to have an audience to perform for. You touched a very important point, Peter, and, and that is uh, the attendance of not only uh, concerts like this, but also some other disciplines. Uh, when it comes to 18 to 34 years of age, clearly the attendance is declining. Um, so, but that also speaks to the fact that people are accessing um, not only information but also um, music and, and, and museum experiences and the likes differently from the past. Do you see a change for coastal concerts in, in addressing this particular need for people to access things differently? Um, yes, and in fact, we're trying to address that to some mm-hmm. degree, Gary. We have a uh, partnership currently with uh, Delmarva Public Radio, mm-hmm. which is the public broadcasting uh, unit that's based at Salisbury University. Uh, they run a classical music station, uh, WSCL, mm-hmm. out of Salisbury. Uh, they've been recording some of our concerts mm. uh, and rebroadcasting them at a later date. So this is a good way to reach a wider mm-hmm. audience and make this quality music accessible to people mm-hmm. free of charge. There you go. Now, uh, let me re-engage with the audience because I'd like to continue talking about this particular issue, but uh, I want to let them know that you are listening to News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOB for the Delaware State of the Arts radio show. Our guest today is Peter Harrigan, board president of Coastal Concerts. And again, thank you, Peter, for driving all the way from Sussex County in a not very nice day. But nice to see you and and your lovely face uh, sharing your passion for classical music. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And uh, before going back to the youngster exposure to to classical music, uh, tell me about you, how in your particular case, Peter, you were attracted to classical music. Did that begin somewhere in your in your early years? You tell me how, in your case, the love came. Sure. Uh, my mother actually was a great lover of all types of music, mm-hmm. and I grew up listening to music at home. Uh-huh. Uh, I was fortunate when I went when I was in elementary school. We actually had music classes mm-hmm. uh, every week, and um, our teacher uh, exposed us to again all different genres of music, mm-hmm. and I eventually developed a, a real interest and mm-hmm. like for classical music. I mm-hmm. personally enjoy all kinds of music today, mm-hmm. but I do like classical music. Uh, growing up in New York, I used to listen to the uh, New York Philharmonic concerts on WQXR. Well, there radio. you go. Uh, watched all of the young people's uh, concerts on mm-hmm. television with uh, Leonard mm-hmm. Bernstein. Um, so it's just a, a passion that's uh-huh. grown up over life. And it's wonderful now to have the opportunity to volunteer to and help expand. bring that music to, uh, to other people. 
what is your super favorite? If you have to pick and choose, you have half an hour for listen to, to listen to music. What is your choice? Uh, I actually lo love symphonic music, mm -hmm. and I, I don't think I have a single favorite mm -hmm. symphony. One of the rewarding things, though, about coastal concerts, we uh, present chamber music, mm -hmm. uh, any, anything from soloists to small ensembles, mm -hmm. which is a type of classical music that I really hadn't listened to mm -hmm. very much. Mm -hmm. um, but I've, I've developed, actually, a great appreciation mm -hmm. for the diversity of chamber music mm -hmm. um, as, uh, as I've been participating as a coastal concerts volunteer. One important thing, too, that I'd like to stress is when people hear classical music, they think old. Uh, they think dead composers. And in fact, <laughs> um, classical music can be very contemporary. Uh, okay, tell of, us some about... Some of our recent performers okay. um, have, have performed works by composers who are not only still living, but they're actually young right. and still composing. So we do present um, mm -hmm. some of the some works from the masters mm -hmm. uh, who've, who've gone on to the afterlife. But we also pre <laughs> present work by uh, current contemporary composers who are quite clever and creative. And it really um, surprises our audience to uh, hear some of these modern pieces, uh, which are not, uh, in, in some cases, very dissimilar from the music of the, the great masters. There you go. Something that comes to mind, Peter, from this new uh, upcoming classical music, things that got your attention recently? Um, for example, uh, just uh, recently we had uh, the Prism Saxophone Quartet mm -hmm. uh, in to perform uh, four saxophones, mm -hmm. um, something we've never presented before. Uh, and what was interesting, aside from the the new kind of music it mm -hmm. brought to our audiences. Mm -hmm. It also actually brought in a slightly different kind of audience for coastal concerts. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we actually had uh, a large number of people who had not been to coastal concerts before mm -hmm. came specifically to hear the saxophone quartet. Um, and we do uh, pay a lot of attention to trying to uh, uh, incorporate diversity into our programming each mm -hmm. season, recognizing that You know, different kinds of music appeal to mm -hmm. different kinds of audiences. And we want to present the most diverse offerings that we can. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes as a business person, you realize the need of communicating what you got. It's not only having a good product that you already have, but expanding the, the, the notion that things are changing and there's something going on. Um, so do you have a communications plan slash marketing activity that uh, clearly is helping the case. Is that the case? We, we do. Um, and actually, the uh, gentleman who is the vice president of our board, mm -hmm. Dan Crampton, uh, is also the chair of our marketing committee. And mm -hmm. Dan does a tremendous job uh, working with other volunteers of, of spreading the word mm -hmm. uh, about Coastal Concerts through local media. Uh, we uh, are on the radio frequently. Uh, Dan's mm -hmm. done some uh, television work for us. So we try to get the word out as uh, mm -hmm. as widely as we can. So you've seen changes because uh, you mentioned uh, at some point that you've seen uh, the composition of the audience changing. Uh, is, is it migrating towards the, the youngsters? Uh, do you have more of a combination? How would you describe your current audience? Uh, I, I think, Guillermina, it really uh, is a function of the program mm. that we present. Okay. Uh, we've we've actually seen from experience that some of our top concerts in terms of attendance uh, have been uh, some of our most diverse programs. 
not only mm-hmm. in terms of the artists themselves, but in terms of the music they perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, um, and I'm, I'm just working from memory here, but that's fine. Uh, our, our top, uh, top five programs, let's say, uh, have been soloists such as Stephen Huff, but also groups like the Spanish Brass mm. uh, or the Brazil Guitar Duo, mm-hmm. uh, both groups we've had in, in recent seasons. And we've seen them attract um, audiences that are very different for coastal concerts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not uh, the older Caucasian audience that mm-hmm. typically attends classical music performances. It's a younger, much more diverse audience. And mm-hmm. as I said, we try to keep that in mind mm-hmm. as we plan our programs for each season, recognizing that we do have an obligation to present diverse music and frankly, it's self-serving to help us generate audiences <laughs> for the future. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Now, in your connections with uh, audiences, because you yourself attend the events, when you talk to people, particularly youngsters, what do you get? I mean, what expectations have they expressed to you that you are um, sharing maybe with the board and maybe with Etna, so you change things a little bit? Uh, young people who um, choose to come to our performances love the experience, mm-hmm. um, and they would like to hear more. And in fact, one of the initiatives uh, that we're looking to staff up with volunteers is mm-hmm. to expand our social media presence. Okay, uh, We recognize social media as an important way to reach younger audiences, and frankly, uh, we see a lot of potential to piggyback um, a social media presence with some of the educational outreach programs that Mm -hmm. we're already doing in schools. Mm -hmm. But more broadly, we see it as a way to reach a younger audience on a sustained basis. So we're currently looking for some volunteers with expertise in social media Mm -hmm. to uh, help us expand beyond Facebook and beyond the web pages that we currently have. There you go. And there's programs that you probably want to tap into. For instance, the University of Delaware, and I need to share that information, is offering in occasions uh, help on that regard, social media, website, and the likes, that it's important to take into consideration to expand what you already have. And now that you're bringing memories to me, I have to make probably a connection in there. Um, But thinking about the future, Peter, and and thinking about uh, where you want this organization to go, um, how do you see uh, and what do you see happening? Well, several things. We would like to continue to grow our audience. And in fact, we've been very fortunate uh, that our audience has uh, either remained stable or grown slightly um, in recent years. Mm -hmm. So that's a trend that contrasts to many presenting organizations that have seen audiences decline. Uh, we're also uh, doing very well, I'm pleased to say, with with donations mm-hmm. uh, on which we depend since our ticket uh, fees cover really only about a third of our expenses. Mm-hmm. So uh, our strategic focus is to continue to grow audiences, to expand our donor base. Mm-hmm. Um, and we believe the way to do that is to continue the diversity in our programming uh, and to expand our outreach mm-hmm. activities through initiatives such as RAVE. There you go. So working on uh, arts and education is an important component of your strategic uh, decisions, as, as I can see. It, it is. And we actually have a very exciting program coming up in, mm. uh, in mid-January. You were reading my mind. That was going to be the next question. <laughs> um, on January 17th, we mm-hmm. have the Marian Anderson's, Anderson String Quartet mm-hmm. uh, performing at one of our matinee concerts, 2 p.m., mm-hmm. Uh, that day. For those not familiar, uh, the Marian Anderson String Quartet is the first African-American ensemble to Mm. win a major music competition. There you go. Um, So we're delighted to have them 
uh, right ahead of the annual Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day observance. Very pertinent. Uh, and we're taking them the uh, the Friday before the 16th to a first state community action in Georgetown mm-hmm. to do a free outreach concert uh, that afternoon. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're hoping to uh, attract a large audience to that. And again, perhaps some folks who have not heard that type of music before mm-hmm. uh, and would enjoy the experience. And the quartet will be actually presenting some very diverse music. They're doing some traditional classical music mm-hmm. as well as some contemporary works of living composers, both African-American and uh, and Caucasian. And it promises to be a very exciting program. It sounds like it. And, and on top of that, I love the collaboration piece that you're mentioning, especially First State Community Action Agency. Um, they're bringing to different audiences, perhaps those that you just described that haven't been exposed in the past, to, to classical music. What a better combination. And, and that's one of our goals through the Rave Initiative mm-hmm. that, that I described, is to really uh, bring music to people who have not had the opportunity, whether it's for economic reasons mm-hmm. or other reasons, uh, to hear this type of music. So we want to make it, again, our, our mission is to make to this music accessible and enjoyable and understandable to as many people to as To that extent, can. you need to share the website and information so people interested to get in contact with Coastal Concerts can do so. Sure. Our website is uh, www.coastalconcerts.org. Mm-hmm. And we have a toll-free phone number, which is 888-212-6458. Um, and we, uh, we make that available for questions about our performances. You can also buy tickets online and read about all of the upcoming programs there as well. Give the website again for those who didn't have the chance to write that down. Sure, it's www.coastalconcerts.org. And the uh, phone number is uh, 888-212-6458. And in the few seconds that we have left, let me just thank you again for your time today, Peter. Important to have not only Coastal Concerts uh, being exposed to the public, but also the perspective of the board president that it's always very important. Well, thank you, Guillermina, and we're also grateful to the Delaware Division of the Arts for the support that they provide to Coastal Concerts. Our programs wouldn't be possible without it. There you go. Thank you. Thank you.